have your weekend breakfast with Refilwe Mbakanyane on 702. Let's walk the talk. So, an exper- experimental mindset will be invaluable in a fast-changing future. That's, a co- of course, according to our parenting expert and human potential expert. So this morning, Nikki Bush, and this morning we're chatting about how we can encourage children of all ages to experiment in ways that work for them. So let's uh, get right into it. Good morning, Nikki Bush. Good morning. How are you, Rafilwe? Very, very well, Nikki. I trust the same applies to you. Absolutely. Thank you. Nikki, <laughs> we love to talk about children or young children, at least experimenting. Um, but when it comes to teenagers and children in those older years, <laughs> suddenly we want them to rein it in just a little bit <laughs> or to do it <laughs> in certain areas and certain areas only. <laughs> yeah, the joys and contradictions of uh, parenthood. But when you talk about an experimental mindset, Nikki, what is it that um, you're trying uh, to get us to think? about okay so children are naturally adventurous adventurous mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. best way to learn at a young age is by trial and error by personal experience because that's how children work out how the world works so experimenting actually comes quite naturally to them and as you've just said we slowly shut down our children's curiosity because we fear for their health and safety mm. and then we become irritated with their constant tinkering that fails to fit into our busy schedules however uh, in the 21st century what we're talking about to um, ceos and people who are running businesses is fail fast fail often and fail quickly and cheaply and so that experimental mindset is hugely important and employers are actually looking for this characteristic in talented people so let's see what we can do to help our children to develop this experimental mindset in fun everyday ways and sometimes it's about helping your children to push themselves out of their comfort zone because we quite like staying where things are comfortable like think of the things we eat Mm. we go back and we eat the same thing over and over because we like it but what about as a family experimenting with different tastes and smells so preparing a, a dinner with unusual ingredients or why don't you turn the um, order of your meal around and have dessert first. Just why not? You know, question mark every now and again. Why not agitate the brain a little bit by doing things in an unusual way? Mm. Go away from the predictability. I think that that's what I'm saying. And, you know, we talk about predictability often because we need routine and we need to feel safe and secure. This is something that you're not going to do every day, what we're talking about today. But from time to time, we need to let our kids experiment with doing things differently. And then, of course, there's safe, fun science and all those experiments that you can do at home. Everything from popping a Mentos into a bottle of Coke and seeing it explode into foam mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to things like baking. You know, baking is a science experiment and it can work superbly well and it can fail spectacularly. And we do need to help our children to experience the amazing success as well as those 
real failures where the cake doesn't rise because they <laughs> forgot to put the baking powder in. Sure, sure. <laughs> so I'm hearing you um, just making a distinction between obviously the routine that you talk often about that children need, that a, a family needs, um, that a unit of this nature needs, but also saying at the same time, you know, don't be... Be, be wary of becoming staid, right? Of being unadventurous, <laughs> of just being sedate and yeah, and, and not venturing out to experience new things. You've touched obviously on, on the importance of this or the benefits rather of being of an experimental mindset. But, you know, say it louder for the kids in the back. Why is it important to nurture this in our kids? You've just touched on the fact that they learn and, for instance, how to process uh, failure, but achievement as well. More benefits and the necessity of an experimental mindset, please. Well, yes, think about problem-solving ability. So here's a nice practical thing you can do with your kids once they're a little bit older. So you're talking kind of the five-year-old through to the 12-year-old. Why not take a different route to school? But get them to choose the route. You know, you always go, of course, the most expedient route. Or maybe it's not going to school when it's rush hour traffic. Maybe it's doing something, you know, driving to granny and grandpa's house. You always take the same route on Saturday or Sunday. How about letting your child say, can we go right here instead of left? And see if you can find your way back to where you need to be, but going a different route. You know, we're, in that way, we're stimulating a different neurological pathway because we love those well-worn neurological pathways because they're expedient and they take us the shortest, quickest route, but sometimes not the most scenic route. And imagine what we might find if we, if we drive a, along a different route. Maybe there's a little coffee shop. Um, maybe there's something along the way that we might never have seen before. Uh, you know, things like um, children love places of interest, you know, like the zoo, for example. A, a friend of mine took her four-year-old to the zoo for the first time last weekend. And her child thought she was in the jungle. You know, she says she posted something on Facebook and it was so such an exciting adventure to go and do something different that wasn't the norm. And that's what we want for our children, to have that adventurous experimental mindset, to be surprised about life, what's around the next corner. And those things are really, really interesting. So um, restaurants, that's another thing. You know, we tend to go to the same restaurant because we know the food is good and we know everybody likes the food. But once in a while, you could actually say, right, we're going to choose a different restaurant. We're going to a Japanese restaurant tonight or we're going to a Mexican restaurant. So you could actually, you know, combine this with a globe of the world and get your kids to choose a different part of the world. And as they get older, of course, they can Google and they can help you find the restaurants. It would be the same as um, perhaps maybe once in a while saying, you know what, to your 12-year-old, you can plan a family day this month. What do you want to do? Here's the budget for the family day. Where shall we go? What would you like to do? And the only limit really is, is the budget. Mm. And um, the rule has to be something like we just can't do something we've ever done before which makes them think beyond. And thinking beyond um, what we've done before, if you think about a team in business, whether you're running your own business or whether you're running a corporate team, you've always got to be preparing a strategy 
to take your business to the next level of success, which means doing things differently. Mm. So you have to look at what's working, what's not working, what shall we continue with, and what do we need to change? And that is a critical thinking process that actually is developed through experimentation. Yeah. All right. So critical thinking process is something that you're developing here as you encourage your children to um, experiment in various ways, Nikki. Something you touched on was um, part of that ethos of failing forward, failing fast, but also failing cheaply. Talk to me about, I guess, that just that that tenant of failing cheaply uh, in your youth, in your childhood, in your teenage years versus learning lessons or hard lessons <laughs> later on in life when the stakes are much higher. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's, it's an important one that children learn that there are consequences for their actions. So it would be much better for them to say, for example, choose not to study for a test when they are 10 or 12 years old, rather than when they are 17 or 18. And to experience the pain of failing that test when they're in primary school, rather than experiencing that for the very first time when it really counts. And for young children in that preschool phase, I'll never forget this, taking my son to the first um, Barney concert that ever took place in South Africa when they brought Barney to South Africa. Mm -hmm. And I was invited as a member of the press and we were invited with our children. And so we were out, I think, at Vodacom or wherever and we met Barney for the first time and then we also got tickets to go to the movies. And my child, you know, he was three years old and he uh, lives with a gluten-free mother, so he hadn't had much exposure to junk food <laughs> and we were at the movies and they gave them all the tray you know the oh, whole tray with the popcorn goodness. and the coke and the smarties and sure, everything sure. and he ate it all <laughs> and he vomited <laughs> oh, <poor baby. laughs> when we got home and you know he's never forgotten that and my children you know have have proceeded to eat all the junk as well as the healthy food and whatever. But it was a great lesson that if you eat too much of everything, you're going to be sick. Moderation is key. Moderation, exactly. <laughs> so you see how personal experience actually informs your child that this is good for me, this isn't good for me, this is fun, this is exciting, this might work, this might not work, but it's worth it anyway. Mm. Um, like um, construction toys are fantastic for failing fast and failing cheaply. So having that pile of Lego and deciding to build yourself the tallest tower and you can have both your kids building tall towers and see which one stays up for, for the longest. And what you will find, of course, is that the one that has the broadest base is going to be the most stable one. That in itself is an experiment. If you have a swimming pool, you've got to test the water from time to time. If that pool is going a little bit green, you do the pH balance tests and get your children involved with that from about the age of five. And that's a science experiment. And then they can see what needs to happen. And this is how life works. Life is always giving us information. What are we going to do with that information? That's the important thing, is the action that we take because of what we discover. And so what you're trying to do is get your children to experiment with life 
and to really listen for the feedback that they're getting. So the conversations you have to have with your children when they are experimenting is, so why did that work? Mm. Or why didn't that work? Or what would you change next time? What would you do differently? And that's that critical thinking pathway. And if you think about it, this would apply to art. If they've got lots of paint in front of them and they're busy painting and they start mixing colors. You know, if you mix all your colors together, you actually get brown or black. And so you might have been aiming for a nice purple, <laughs> but too much of a good thing, sure, you're going to get that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, it, it's a skill as well, that debrief session, right? That after experimentation or after an experience debrief of what did you get out of the, that situation or that scenario? And why do you think things didn't work out? Uh, I was recently told, oh, gosh. I hate it when you start to lecture like this. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess there's there's the tone. (laughs) There's the tone and maybe I got a little bit too serious (laughs) in my debrief. So yeah, there's there's definitely an art to to the the, the debriefing the child. Um, Yeah, and and we all have to find our own style. There's a fine line between a Spanish Inquisition and a conversation. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And you know what? We, we We are at fault of wanting to measure our children because because that's the way society has kind of brought us up that there's always a report card at the end of everything Mm. that there's always a measurement at the end of everything and i guess with the experimental mindset what we want to bring in here is a good dose of fun a good dose of adventure and of you know that allowance for things to not work it's okay um, because we're doing it in safe spaces we're doing it in ways that um, you know, it's not life-threatening. It's not going to threaten your child's future, but it is going to help them expand their minds to answer that question or to be, be in, uh, curious, what if? What if I did this? What if I did that? And how does this translate into the teenage years? Well, mm-hmm. um, of course, in the teenage years, that's when kids take risks. And if they've had some really interesting experiences of taking safe risks, when they're younger, you can always link those conversations at a later stage around sex, around drugs, around alcohol to remember when you learned X, Y, Z. Remember when you discovered whatever, when you were, you were, when we did, when we got lost, when we were driving to X, Y, Z place or whatever. I just don't want you to get lost now because you've made a choice that is going to impact on your life forever. And ultimately, letting your child experiment means what you are modeling a fundamental trust in their abilities, a fundamental trust in their judgment that will stand them in good stead later on. Well, yes, we're actually taking our children on a journey to learning how to make the best possible choices for themselves in any given moment. And, of course, when they get into those teenage years, the hormones hit the brain. The brain is not really operating at its best because it is just so pumping full of those hormones. And we have to remember that. So that's why these early childhood years are actually quite important because in in the... Um, that that uh, eight to twelve, that's really where children are learning to comply. It's quite an interesting phase. They're learning to comply before they 
start taking mega risks when they're teenagers. Mm, sure, absolutely. So, Nikki, um, I understand you are going to have some in-person launches, book launches next week. Tell us about that. I before am. before we get yeah. into the toy feature, yeah. <laughs> always so save the dessert for last. My new book, uh, which is Future Proof Yourself, which does have a parenting component in it, uh, but we're always talking about future proofing our children in this program. But the new book is Future Proof Yourself, and I am having two in person book launches next week 19th of October at Exclusive Books Brooklyn, Pretoria, and at that 6 for 6.30, and then the 20th of October, Exclusive Books Melrose Arch in Johannesburg, also 6 for 6.30, and I so look forward to seeing some of our listeners there. You need to book, go to nickybush.com, and on the homepage, look for the orange button, and go and book your seat now, and it would be great to meet some of our listeners. Lovely stuff. Okay, what toy have you got for us this week? Oh, this is quite an interesting one, and it's called Main Pickavane, which is actually Afrikaans, M-Y-N, My Pickavane, My my Penguin. And this caught my eye when I was trawling through a Toy Kingdom store a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, this is brand new. I've not seen this board game before. I wonder who the supplier is. And guess what? It is a locally produced board game from returnrevolution.coza and it is really fabulous. It's a fun family strategy board game for two to five players from age seven and up and the aim is quite unusual. It's mining gold, silver and bronze nuggets from a floating iceberg just off the coast of Cape Town and Mm. each player has four really cute penguins. I have to say that the the workmanship on this game is beautiful. And so you get four little black and white penguins and they all have different colored hard hats. So you've got two to five players. So some of them have got pink hard hats, some have got green, they're really cute. And they live in igloos and they're sent out to work. They either go fishing or they go mining. And when they go mining, the aim is to build tunnels deeper into the iceberg to find more valuable resources. And the currency in the game is fish. Mm. So your penguins earn fish, and they're the cutest wooden die-cut fish. So when they go fishing, they earn these little wooden fish. And this is the currency that you use to purchase more tunnel cards and action cards to help you progress through the game. And there's a kiddies version, and there's a more advanced version. So it ensures fun for the whole family, no matter how old or young they are. comes with detailed rules booklets. And there are online videos that teach you how to play the versions really quickly and Mm. easily. So it's about 45 minutes in duration. Great family fun time to connect and to play. And the person with the most coins calculated at the end of the game is the winner. All right. You say it's a strategy game. Uh, What are the pitfalls? What traps might you fall into um, that lead you to fall behind, lose out on fish, lose out on those uh, those coins? Great question. Great question. Because actually the underlying message in this game is that if you want fish and nuggets of gold, silver and bronze, they really don't appear by accident. You've got to go and do something to get them. You've got to take action. You've actually got to work. Um, <laughs> so that's a good message. It's a fundamental message. It's not in the rules. That's what I've, 
I've, I've pulled out of this. If I was playing with my child, because of the tactile nature of earning these little fish and then paying with the fish to get the cards, there's this, this consequence um, of action. So this is for ages seven years to adult, and it costs approximately 500 rand. And the stockists are Toy Kingdom, Take a Lot, Return Revolution, which is they're the makers of the game. You can get it straight off their website. Okay. Uh, Sputnik and Bargain Books and other independent toy stores. And this game will teach your kids strategy. Of course, board games are for playing by the rules, turn-taking, winning and losing, decision-making, and problem-solving. So it's really great. What I like is that this game will grow with your child. The kiddie version is really fun. But my goodness, when you get to the um, more, more advanced version, there are many more action options you can take in each turn to play more strategically. And then there are actually mining contracts that need to be fulfilled. So a fantastic game. And how awesome that it is a local game. So we've got some really good brains on this. And, uh, of course, it's available because it doesn't have to be shipped from China. Lovely stuff. So no bottleneck to deal with there uh, in terms of international shipping. Nikki Bush, always a pleasure. Look forward to our conversation next week. Thanks, Rufiwe. All right. You can find all those details on NikkiBush.com as well.